This podcast contains strong language, sexual references, and terrible advice. When life gets you down, your car just won't start. Agony R. It's time for Agony R. If you've reached a dead end, you're not sure what to do. Agony R. Well, Agony R is for you. At times life is grand, you've got the world in your hands. Then somehow you drop that ball. Drop that ball. Instead of watching it fall, give Agony R a call. Welcome. To Agony Art, the Agony Art podcast in which we try to solve your problems, not with our own wisdom, but instead by telling you how those problems were solved in the great art of our age. Or, failing that, just by recommending books, films and music for you to enjoy. My name is Aaron. No, sorry, my name is Liam. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> the day we never thought would come has come and my name is Carl. No, I always thought your name was Carl. <laughs> <laughs> it's just transpired. I know my name is Carl. I never thought you'd tell us. <laughs> yeah, I've had an alter ego, just <laughs> podcast man. Before it was Carl with a C, now it's Carl with a K. <laughs> I'm our resident marauding movie maverick, and I'm joined by Aaron, our bouncing, bolshy book bison. Ah, <laughs> I, I it. like it a lot. <laughs> and Did Liam. you say bulgy? bulgy. <laughs> Less I'm just really that. happy to be here, all right? <laughs> and Liam, our magnificent mon- monogamous. <laughs> True. He's <laughs> very faithful. Music mango. <laughs> I do like mango. Yeah. Say hello, lads. Hello. All right. How are you finding it in the presenter's chair, Carl? With a script, it's better than easier than I thought it would be. Yeah? Did oh. you think that we were making it up every week? Off I the top of our you heads. Yeah, you were, you were just like, so great, so, you know, such pros. Are you, are you feeling as stressed out as I usually do? Uh, not at all. Have you spent the whole week between last episode and today shitting yourself? I've been hosting all week. <laughs> Good morning, wife. <laughs> Welcome to breakfast time. <laughs> Hello, colleagues. <laughs> Now, before we begin, I want to make it very clear that we're not here to solve real problems. All of our submissions are 100% stamped, trivial or fictional pickles, and our advice almost should never be followed. We're really here to have fun. We've laughed a lot already, Um, and hopefully you have too. So if you're having a real (laughs) hard We're not saying goodbye yet, Carl. So thanks for listening. See you next week. I really, oh, like, this year. I really like this, though. It feels like one of those old school kids programs, you know? <laughs> we hope you have too. <laughs> What's the most fun you've had today? <laughs> Up, down, around and swoosh. <laughs> um, if you're having a real hard time, please check out our website for guidance on who to turn to. That's agonyartpodcast.com. So now we've got that out of the way. Let's get on with it. Here's our first problem today. Someone stole my coffee mug at work. I know it wasn't the cleaners, because I know them all personally, and I trust them more than my co-workers. I need to find that mug because it was the perfect size and shape for my strange little face. But I need to be sly about it, because I don't want to give these fuckers the satisfaction of knowing how bothered I am about this. How do I uncover the culprit? Have you experienced a a mug stealing? Well, before we get to that, have you ever had a mug that is the perfect size and shape for your face? Never. I've never had that privilege. (laughs) What does it mean? It's a good point because it implies that you drink with your entire face, doesn't it? You like put it over your eyes. (laughs) There are some issues like when I have had like 
liquid vestibules that are too small. <laughs> where vestibules. Like, whatever. What's happened? When I'm hosting, suddenly I'm like, this sounds like a different person. <laughs> but like, you know, where your nose might hit the other side. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's that annoying. Happen, yeah. So, you know, maybe it's that. Mm. I had a really nice mug when I worked. Um, I worked in a team where there's a lot of tea making. It was a proper team. You sit at mm. your desk all day, every day, rounds mm. of tea flowing. <laughs> and uh, someone nicked my mug. Actually, no, they, well, they nicked it after I left the team. I left the mug in the team. Someone inherited your Someone mug. Someone inherited uh, my mug because it was yeah. a good mug. Um, and then they told me, I said, oh, you still using my mug? <laughs> <laughs> and then they said, no, someone stole it. And I was, li- to be honest, I was livid. I didn't even, I didn't even like try and find out who did, but I did march around the floor. See, I'm going to find someone. Who's got someone. my mug? And what would I have done if I'd seen them? That's my mug. I don't know. <laughs> Should have picked the mug up and smashed it on the floor. Yeah. Now no one can have the mug. And then shipped them with the broken shards. <laughs> shipped them. <laughs> I'm not condoning that. That's not our advice. <laughs> no. I, I have had mug-related dramas at work. When my company, right, when we joined, I don't know if everyone has this, but they gave everyone a mug that has welcome and then your name on the mug. Mm. Literally, the mug has your name on it. That's good, isn't and it? And people used my mug. Who weren't me? And I'm like, what are you doing? Are Were you... their names also Liam? Though? No. Oh. And I'm like, what are you doing? Are you going in there? Are you looking at that? Are you reading it at all? Or are you literally just picking up the first now, did one? Did you say you this see? or did you sieve quietly? I sieved very quietly. <laughs> very quietly. <laughs> it was the quietest I've ever sieved. <laughs> but there, hmm. but there, was, there was one other Liam there. And I remember going, walking. Was it Liam with a C? <laughs> Liam with a C. I remember walking to his desk just to have a, you know, a sneaky little gander. See if see. he had two Liam mugs. Is, is my mug there? <laughs> no, it wasn't him. So mm. it was someone else who mm. wasn't called Liam. I think we can... Unforgivable. We seem to all agree that we think it's out of order to nick the mug. Mm. I just don't understand, like... Um, it happens quite a lot in offices, doesn't it? People steal petty little items and it's like... Why? What is wrong with you? Like, you could go and get one of them exactly. from somewhere else. And I've witnessed a lunch eating, someone eating someone else's lunch what in the a fridge. Fuck? Oh, my God. How is that? Like, who? My sandwich! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> who the fuck does that? That is so weird. Yeah. I'm hungry. How do you know that they yet? haven't laced it with something as well? What you're eating isn't the mm. product of... <laughs> Do you often lace your lunch? Well, exactly. Like, <laughs> on the off chance of something to No, but what if I was a drug addict and I liked in my ham sandwich? Do you know what? I'd spice this up. Nice bit of cocaine. LSD. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love tripping balls in the afternoon. But, you know, as we know, Liam's a bit of a purist now. He just loves ham and LSD. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even have bread anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got a strange little face? <laughs> Don't look at me. I've got a big face. I did have to restrain myself from saying Carl. <laughs> Strange little face. Um, Stuart Smeagol. Okay. <laughs> Stuart Smeagol. Stuart Smeagol. Stuart Smeagol is. <laughs> I'm going to kick off though with a pop quiz, asshole. Oh. Because um, I'm going to be talking about 2022's Batman today. That's a very recent film. Can you Carl? imagine? Yeah, this is. Is this the most, yeah, the most recent film we've ever talked about? Mm. It's still running in the cinema. Well, (laughs) at time of recording. At time of recording. (laughs) At time of air, it will have been three years old. Yeah, it's it's on Sky Movies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I thought, you know what? There's, um, we've probably got a lot to say about Batman. We're all big fans of all the media associated with Batman. Mm. Um, So I thought I'd do a little higher or lower Rotten Tomatoes ratings of Mm. fifteen of the Batman films and. Shorts and animation. Oh. You up for that? I'm Animated, well for that. live action, and all categories are included. Well, there's only there's the, the yeah there's the TV movie, 
some of the animated, not all of them. Okay. Um, all the ones that are on Rotten Tomatoes, essentially. Mm. Lego Batman included. Oh, maybe. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Lego Batman. Have you not? Is it good? We'll find oh, out in a minute, shall we? It's really good, but I don't know whether it's better or worse than the one before it. <laughs> <laughs> this quiz. All right, so 1966 Batman, the movie based on the, the historic TV show. That's got to be lower. Um, Higher than zero, I reckon. <laughs> no, I reckon lower. <laughs> right, so Aaron, you go first. Is it certified fresh, which is over 51%? I'm going to say yes, it because is. it's a fan favourite and it had... Um, Adam West? Adam Weed. Adam Weed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's just, um, it's kind of like people like it ironically, don't they? Because mm. it was so cheesy. Yeah. And, and it was intentionally so. Like they had the shark repellent spray and stuff, mm. didn't they? It was certified fresh at 79%. Mm. Which is good. So Liam, the next on the list is 1989's Batman, directed by Tim Burton. Higher or lower than 79%? I think it might be lower. You're correct, 72%. Yeah, that would have been my guess. I would have thought it would be even lower than 72. They get a bit of a rough ride, I think, Tim Burton ones. Mm, Well, Batman Returns, 92. Higher or lower than 72? Which one? Lower, I reckon. Higher? Higher. 80%. So, Lauren's lost a life. What happens if I lose all my lives? Do you shiv me with a mug, (laughs) a broken mug? (laughs) You will lose your life. (laughs) Uh, Liam, Batman Forever, 1995, higher or lower than 80%. Say, so, I really, really liked this film. Yeah, me but too. But I've got a feeling it's probably lower than 80%. <laughs> <laughs> is it certified fresh, do you think? I think it is. That's 50%, yeah? 51%. 51. More, I think, I think yeah. it probably is. 40%. Oh, certified rotten. Hell, that's yeah. terrible. But I've got is that fun. audience score or critic score? Critics. All right. But I agree with you. I really liked it. The audience score must be higher. Yeah, I haven't got that to hand. I'm sorry. Ooh. All right, so Aaron, next is Batman and Robin from 1997, the famous George Clooney nipples film. I'm going to say higher. <laughs> Lower. Oh. oh. 12%. <laughs> 12%. <laughs> Shit. That was the Arnold Schwarzenegger and Uma Thurman one, wasn't it? Yeah, Mr. Freeze. I thought it was um, going to surprise me, you know. Mm, it's yeah. People know it's shit, but it wasn't that shit. <laughs> I always remember Robin going... Um, when it, this actually might be Batman Forever, you might be able to correct me. Where they're on like a little wine and goes, Holy smoldering what rock, Batman. <laughs> These drugs, they're holy. It's so fucking terrible. <laughs> so then, that's 97. Fast forward eight years. No Batman for eight years. Probably Batman fast. begins in 2005. Where was he? Where was he? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Batman begins is higher or lower than 12%? <laughs> Who's goes it? Is it my turn or is it your turn? Uh, oh, it's your it's turn, yeah. For fuck's sake, he's got all the easy ones. <laughs> I think it might be higher. <laughs> <laughs> You're correct. 84% Batman Begins. And I think we all agree, a great film. Mm. Um, so next would be The Dark Knight 2008. Higher or lower than 84? Higher. 84%. Oh, really? Yeah, the same. I'll give you that. The Dark Knight Rises 2012. Higher or lower than 84%. I didn't realise we waited four years for the It's got to be lower. It's got to be lower. Higher, 87%. Is it really? Interesting, that, isn't disagree. it? Disagree. Hard mm. disagree. Mm. Um, after that, we got 2016 Batman The Killing Joke. Aaron, animated. What was the last one? 87. 87. Killing Joke is the one where Robin's killed, isn't it? Yeah, by the Joker. Mm. I reckon that'd be really Not popular. if it's true to The Killing Joke. Oh, maybe not. Oh, Comic. is it not? Oh, is it, it's the one where he shoots Barbara Gordon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this is difficult because I think it's critically acclaimed. But is it more than 87 Lower. 
Correct. 36%. Wow. 36%. I knew that the comic was critically acclaimed. I didn't even know that it had been made into an animated version. We're getting into shaky territory now. Same year, 2016, Batman vs. Superman, Liam. Higher lower than 36%. I never saw this, but I know that a lot of people absolutely hated it. (laughs) So I'm going to say lower. You're correct. 29%. (laughs) It's because they're having a fight. Batman's about to <laughs> no Superman's about to kill Batman essentially yeah. and then he goes my mum was Margaret too or something Martha or was it Martha He's, uh, yeah. yeah I can't remember what he says it's something like uh, tell Martha I loved her or yeah, something like that which is something his mum and then Superman's all like that was my mum's name too <laughs> and, and then he stops kill. killing him it's obviously obviously, oh, obviously brilliant. Yeah. Um there's Action Idol which we, I'm sure we'll talk about so after that 2017 next year Lego movie Horror alone, 23. Oh, way higher. How high do you think? Mm, I'd guess uh, 78. 90. 90! And I'll tell you now, it's the highest rated Batman film. <laughs> Sounds like I need to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's excellent. It is yeah. really good. So I don't know if I'd put it above the Nolan trilogy, <laughs> for instance. <laughs> Maybe kids are rating it. Kid, yeah. kid critics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I suppose it's got a wider... Yeah. Appeal, Everyone it? can watch it, yeah. yeah. So it makes it easy for you, Liam. Justice League 2017, horror lower than 90. Oh, it's got to be higher, isn't it? Lower. <laughs> 39%. Aaron, 2021, Zack Schneider's The Justice League, <laughs> horror lower than 39. Of what? The, what are you saying? The, the four-hour cut. cut, yeah. <laughs> higher or lower than 49? Higher because it's got all those rabid fans who... Mm, 71%. Yeah. I've, oh. Have you watched it? No, I, I can't spare four hours of my life yeah. to see a better version of a shit film. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> and it's all right. There's some good stuff in it. But is it, is it better than the original? Yeah, I remember, I remember the original being really bad. Is the good stuff that's there, was that not present in the original? Was no. that added? Oh, yeah, right. some of it was, yeah. So the Snyder Cut was worth it just for that. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Last one. 2022's The Batman. Liam, uh, or lower than 71. Yeah, I know the answer to this. It's 80-something, isn't it? 86. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Liam doesn't approve. Listen to that tone of voice. <laughs> the, we'll third, the third best-rated <laughs> Batman film. So I'm going to talk about that film because um, I saw it recently. I got berated into seeing it by my two co-hosts and mm. um, ended up going on my own to see it because it was gonna, the run was about to run out and I couldn't have not seen it at the cinema. So I mean, last episode, Liam mugged people off going to cinema alone. And there I was. And I was quite happy. I was to in be, there. To be fair, I almost mm. went to see it alone because my wife wasn't feeling well. But mm. at the last minute, she said, oh, it's okay, I'll come with you. You said, please, please. <laughs> Where <Yes>. are they? <laughs> Where's the cinema? <laughs> it's only the second film I've ever seen on my own. What was the first? Um, the Hobbit Battle of the Five Armies I fell asleep during that yeah it wasn't very good <laughs> um, so the plot is it's early Batman he's been doing it for two years R. Pats plays the brooding moody young Batman do people actually call him R. Pats R. Bats R. Bats R. Bats only in the north R. Bats R. Bats you've seen R. Bats in the new film but R. Bats we talk about Robert Pattinson of course and He's. It starts very neo noir, doesn't it? He's talking about this city needs me, but I'm not making any good. Oh, not making any good. I'm not really doing any good. I'm not making any good films. <laughs> <laughs> Crime is really high, and I'm really bad, and I'm just so upset about the whole thing. 
For some reason, my voice is a lot deeper when I'm doing the narration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we can, we can. There's a lot of uh, Batman stuff like that. Do you know, like we're in, um, I think it's the Dark Knight it's Rises. <laughs> yeah, no, where where um, Catwoman disappears, he goes. So that's what it feels like. <laughs> it's like when I'm on my own, I've got to do the voice still. Apparently, yeah. yeah. Um, and high-profile people are starting to be murdered in sadistic ways. Starts with the mayor, doesn't it? Mm. Um, he gets... Who's from Spooks, isn't he? Is he? I yeah. Don't know. I've not seen Spooks. Not British actor. Oh. Mm. <laughs> he um, he gets his head wrapped in gaffer tape, duct mm. tape, for you American listeners. <laughs> <laughs> After it's smashed in with a hammer. Yeah. Hammer? It, um, no, a, a carpet um, pulling yeah. up tall. Yeah. And his thumb gets cut off. And so Batman, at this time, he's not a hero they don't know what he is. Like the police are really skeptical of him, and um, probably because they're all corrupt. Um, mm. But even the people aren't like he's a hero. They don't really know what to think of him. And Commissioner Gordon, he's not Commissioner, sorry, he's like Detective Lieutenant Gordon mm, at the Lieutenant. time. Is just a bit like you know this guy. We need this guy, and he is like L.A. Noir on cheat mode. He just like, sees clues and like, huh? To seize. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded exactly like one of the soldiers from Metal Gear One. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Whose footprints are these? <laughs> um, Someone told me that the that they don't call him the Batman throughout the no, whole they film. They call him Vigilante. No, Vengeance. They call him. Yeah. They don't call him the Batman once. No, they call. They, they say did. they say things like mm. the Bat and stuff. But it seems like they don't say this. But he keeps saying, I'm Vengeance, and someone calls him Vengeance. It's mm. like he's trying to, mm. he's not settled on a name yet. It's like mm. when we called our little dog Growler for a little while, and then realised that was a shit name. <laughs> and also, a, uh, <laughs> a, <vagina. laughs> a euphemism for vagina, or dysphemism. <laughs> so he become Buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I clocked that, because he kept saying, I'm Vengeance. I'm like, you can't get Vengeance to pull off. <laughs> You can't pull off the vengeance. No, but I didn't. I didn't take that as a. That is my name. I thought that was a. I am a manifestation of vengeance. But the know? Catwoman lady keeps calling him vengeance. Yeah, as well. but I thought that was like a sarcastic thing. Could have been. So yeah. So a number of these people start dying. There's letters left for the for the Batman actually. So the Riddler calls him Batman. Mm. Sorry, spoiler. It's the Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we should probably point out there's probably going to be quite a lot of spoilers in this episode. Yeah, so we're going to spoil the whole thing. The, sorry. They're in the pre-episode warnings anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. And the Riddler leaves clues for the Batman. Like he does follow the clues, and you have to find them. But they're quite obvious in some cases. Like the, in the first one, it's like um, his thumb's missing, and then there's a cipher. And Andy Serkis, who plays Alfred, who I, I quite like him as Alfred. I like mm. the, I like his backstory. He, he, he says, my time in the circus, which means you must work for MI6. So it gives him mm. a little bit of credence that he kind of knows what he's talking about. Or um, an actual circus, like Robin. Or in, he's uh, a clown, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I was a trapeze artist, I used to do these all the time. <laughs> um, and then the cipher says, it's actually a bit of a misdirection, isn't it? Because you don't solve the cipher. If you get rid of all the ones you know, it leaves the word drive. Mm. And his thumb's missing. He's like thumb drive, obviously. Mm. And they find, uh, and they find a thumb drive in a car. Right? I thought they would have to go and watch the film drive <laughs> <Yeah>. for the <laughs> next clue. That could explain anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Do I have to find him now? <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> I'm not ready for his big move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, the film is about what I really like about this film is that it's quite tight in that it's Batman solving a mystery that 
does blow out of like kind of superhero proportions with flooding and shit and people dying. Um, but it's not so like philosophical as the Nolan ones. Like this city needs a hero and needs a I don't need a white knight. Needs a dark knight. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. Which I love these films by the way. I absolutely love them. Sounds like hype. <laughs> but I'm kind of like we talked about the 1966 movie, which I don't haven't seen. I'd admit. But we all know what the show was like. Mm. And it kind of made me think, actually, Batman spent probably half of its life in print as camp. Mm. And Tim Burton gave us a dark one. But it wasn't like, I'm going to return Batman to his dark roots. It was like, I'm going to Tim Burton this up, wasn't <laughs> it? Like, it, I, I think. And then Nolan goes, realistic. Everything is explained in a realistic way. It's all science. It's all technology. And this one kind of returns to a middle ground. Like, it's a camp superhero film but gritty and dark, which I really liked about it. Mm. And I think Gotham is... I've never, I think this is the best Gotham we've seen in terms of cinematography and looking like... It looks shitty, but it looks modern. For a minute there, um, I thought you were going to talk about the TV series Gotham. Gotham <laughs> is the best Batman thing to ever been put out. They haven't even got the rights to Batman or something. Or the, they, although the Joker, they don't call him the Joker in Gotham, do they? Or something like oh, that. Oh, really? No, they haven't got the rights to call him Joker, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, you don't really notice... I've not seen it at all. Yeah. I, must say. I didn't really like Gotham. Mm. No, it's it has some good ideas, I think, but it's so like it's that period of like low budget TV where mm. it's like they don't realise what's possible, sort of thing, and it's just a bit lame in places. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's what I don't like about it, and that's what turned me off Agents of Shield immediately as well. Just it was for all a bit, is it? Yeah, it's yeah. all a bit TV. <laughs> when <laughs> you can make film quality stuff on TV now, yeah. there's no well, reason that like, you shouldn't. Loki, WandaVision, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. That's They're like 10-hour films, aren't they, basically? Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. so I think you use the Batman's advice and investigate, but I'm interested mm. to see what you think of the film, because I know you've both seen it as well. And um... Yeah, I loved it, like you did, Carl. I thought it was great. I thought it was a uh, breath of fresh air, as you say, after the Nolan ones, because obviously... They're always going to be the example that every other Batman film is held against, aren't they, for a yeah. long time? But Batman's kind of secondary in it, isn't it? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you could take Batman out and it'd be Vigilante Man. <laughs> <laughs> Vigilante Man. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. But Batman makes it brilliant, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but this new, yeah, this new one. So, obviously, they were excellent and it doesn't take anything away from those, but... They needed to go in a different direction so as not to be accused of trying to be that. And the direction they needed to go in needed not to be anything like uh, Justice League and mm. Batman versus Superman, all that cheesy shit. And I thought they did a really good job. Yeah, I agree. Liam, Liam. what did you think? <laughs> I don't want to rain on the parade, guys. <laughs> I really don't. I think, I think the big difference between me and you, both of you, What's the difference between me and you? Is <laughs> about five bank accounts, something <laughs> and two vehicles. Two vehicles. <laughs> I think both of you have come come out of this recent experience of seeing Batman vs Superman and seeing Justice League and being like, "This isn't the Batman we want to see." And I haven't experienced that at all. And I don't want to name any names, right? But before I saw this film, there were a few people. Some of them might be in the room. <laughs> who who made me feel like, oh, this was a brilliant film. You're really going to enjoy it. And and I just went to see it and I just thought it was all right. You know, it was all right. I didn't think it was amazing. And and that's the big thing. I tell you, but 
there were a couple of things I did like. I, like Carl said, I like the idea of a of a Batman film that's like a detective story, because we haven't really seen that before. I don't think. No, and it was it, Batman's first comic was Detective Comics. I yeah, believe, that's it? what yeah. DC stands for, isn't it? Oh, is it? Mm. Oh, I should have put that together really. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, but like you say, it's it's kind of a lot a lot more close to the comics, isn't it? And um, I really like the theme. There's like a theme of irony in there that. But it was the Batman who inspired the Riddler to commit all of these atrocious crimes, and I thought that was really good. And yeah, like I say, I, I didn't hate the film. I just, I just wasn't blown away by it. And and there's, I mean, there's a few things that bother me. For starters, it's a very long film. It's a bit too long. It's, I love, I, I love long films. Do you? This mm. really surprises me because you hate long books. Yeah, <laughs> but a long film is still over in three or four hours, where a long book. Stays you months. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I didn't get enough compensation for my three hours of sitting in the same place. I was thinking about this because I did think it's a little too long. But I was like, but did did it bother me? And I don't think it bothered me because what you'd cut out is a little imagery of Batman like standing above the city and stuff like that, which is all really nice stuff, which mm. is indispensable. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, I compared it to like No Way Home, which is like also a really long film. It's not quite the same length, but it's getting mm. there. Yeah, and. During that, Spider-Man. Was, yeah, yeah. And during that, you, you, you couldn't have paid me to leave the cinema. I was absolutely glued to it. I loved every second. <laughs> leave Liam. <laughs> if glued. You, if you'd have offered me like 20 quid during the Batman, I might have taken you up on it. Yeah. But yeah, I just didn't feel that invested, you know. And I think that was the core of it. Like, I just didn't really feel much. Like, it was all obviously meant to be quite moody. You had like, you know, the intro with Nirvana in the background and that kind of bookended the film, didn't it? All this eyeshadow... I actually like that a lot, yeah. the eyeshadow, because I got like, yeah, like proper emo Batman. But it's the first time I've seen that, and I think it's in some of the comic films. And got an erection. Yeah, it's the first time I've seen that, and was like, ping. <laughs> but like, you've got to cover the the skin that you can see through the eye holes in black, otherwise you see so how do you do white. It? Yeah. So it just it just makes complete sense. Yeah. The others had to have done it, mm. but just we didn't see it. Also, you mentioned Alfred earlier, and. I don't. This this is another part of the problem. I don't remember a great deal about. I don't think he was on screen that much, was he? Like he was in. You say he was in the bit where they were doing some of the detective work. Yeah, he got blown up. Well, that's it. Like whenever he goes back to the Batcave, he's always there with him, isn't he? He didn't say much though, did he? He was. I'm pretty sure he was in there for like three to five minutes max before he got blown up. And then they're having this heart to heart in the hospital, and I'm like, why am I supposed to care about this? I don't even know who this guy is. I reckon Liam fell asleep for some of it. (laughs) I think he did, yeah. He was definitely any more than that. I I mean, I do have a track record. (laughs) But no, I was like, I I was a bit like, I really really like the character of Alfred from the comics, from the other films, but I didn't really feel like the film gave me a good reason to care about him. I I reckon, because when you were talking about all the other Batman films earlier, it it did make me realise a bit that actually there's not many really good ones. This probably is up there with the best, isn't it? Uh, but by default, <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. I reckon. Give it a few years. I'll watch it again without all that expectation. I might enjoy it a bit more. I'm so happy now because my problems have been solved. I found this podcast. It helped me with my worst of woes. Now there's nothing in the way. Of the happy life I've chased so long The only problem left Is I don't know how to write happy songs But I 
Well, what you just said about No Way Home, maybe this is a good point to compare the two universes. Well, watching No Way Home and Batman in close succession, like I was thinking about this a lot, and the biggest problem is what you said, Liam, that you've got the Justice League, you've got Ben Affleck hanging around, we've got The Flash coming out next year with Michael Keaton reprising his role as Batman, we've now got Arbats as Batman, Mm. We've got Christian Bale that's up there as like the best Batman ever. It's just too many people doing different things. Whereas Marvel is a tight, they know what they're doing up to 2026. And they know how everything's going to go. And every film contributes to that. They've got one vision, one story. and One division. <laughs> one division, yeah. <laughs> Whereas DC, they, they, they went another, like you've got, I think, is it Kevin Feige, his name, or Feige? Mm. He's like the top of Marvel. But every director gets their own... Yeah. Every film's directed by someone else, whereas they were like, Zack Snyder, like, I don't know whether it's his idea or DC or Warner Brothers were like, we want a universe. And they gave the vision to one director who doesn't make many great films. Yeah. Mm. And obviously there's a lot to be said for Marvel's approach. But their films are all following a formula basically aren't they they're all the same film whilst they are formulaic um i thought the aunt may dying scene was brilliant and then the mm. scene afterwards with them kind of consoling him mm. i think there's three top actors there like they are mm. really really good actors yeah absolutely and i don't really mean it as a criticism it is a little bit yeah. that you know they're all basically the same film they've got the same story beats and yeah. stuff really but done in different ways and they're all very funny very well produced as you say it's such a cohesive you think why can't dc just manage to create a cohesive universe of films with all of the characters they've got but at the same time i think if they did you wouldn't get like you get a lot of shit from dc but then you get things like this and and joker Stuff that would never come out of Marvel because Mm -hmm. they wouldn't take a risk like that. Not because they're risk-averse. They've taken risks and stuff, Mm. killed off characters and stuff like that. I think that was another, like, comparison I couldn't help making. Joker was such a good film. Yeah. Like, Mm. uh, the whole way through it, I remember just feeling, like, so uncomfortable. (laughs) It's just so well done. Whereas Mm. when I I was sitting in the Batman and I was like, I just couldn't help comparing. I was like, it's just... It's it's a similar sort of theme. It's supposed to be dark as well, but it's just they just haven't. I can imagine. I can way. imagine Joker existing in that universe though, yeah. as well. Mm. And you could see it as like he's only been doing it for two years. He's not really met Eddie. The Riddler's his first like real supervillain, who I think also like was quite scary. The, mm. the Riddler. Yeah, he was quite a good character. I yeah, I thought he was really good. And Paul Dano is a really good actor as mm. well. I got a bit of a vibe from like I don't think either of you would have seen this film. It's a film called Eight Millimeter with Nicholas Cage. Uh, Nicholas Cage, yeah. And there's like it's he has to delve into like the SDMM world and like snuff films, like where you okay, kill you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the the villain in it is a massive guy, muscle bound guy, and he's wearing like a gimp mask with a zipped up. He goes into his house and there's like kind of Slipknotty type music playing. And it's so like it's so eerie, and he's like wandering through the house trying to find him, 
or like trying to find clues or whatever. And then the music starts skipping like it's a record, and then he bursts out and like fucking like give me that vibe. <laughs> but it's well, I thought it was really similar to Seven, the Batman. I thought basically the whole way through, I was thinking, yeah, I this is Seven if they made it a Batman film. Yeah. Even some of the scenes were just identical. Them mm. going through the Riddler's apartment, spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> reading the crazy journals that he's written. That was a scene in Seven, mm. and it was done almost exactly the same fashion, where they're reading about That's um, true. John Doe vomiting all over someone on the tube. Do you remember in Seven yeah. um, and stuff like that? And they were definitely trying to imitate the feel and the uh, crime scenes when. He was walking into the scene with the mayor. It felt a lot like when they were walking into the um, gluttony. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Yes. Really scene good, in really good seven. Show. Soundtrack very similar. You'd know about this, Liam. You've got ears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if I do know about this because I, I'm sure I've seen Seven, but it was such a long time ago. It was. I think I don't know if the whole soundtrack was by Trent Reznor. But they certainly used Closer for the intro. And it was a, I think it was a remix. It wasn't the original. So, yeah, I do remember Make hearing... it sound a lot dirtier, basically. I do remember hearing saying, saying about this because it was uncredited when it came out. Oh, really? And um, But there, there's kind of been the implication over the years that they did it without asking. But there was an interview with Trent Reznor where he said they phoned him up about it and they, he didn't even let him finish the sentence. He was like, yes, because he loved the director so much. <laughs> All right, you will. Friend of the show, David Fincher. <laughs> yeah, so I thought it was very similar to Seven, and Seven is obviously excellent. It's a great film. If you had to like pin me down with a apple in my mouth and say, "Give me a criticism," I'd have to say, "Take the apple out first. That the car chase scene is a bit ridiculous, where he's chasing a penguin. Mm. Um, I loved that Batmobile though that was yeah the Batmobile sick. was sick <laughs> but for Batman who doesn't kill anyone he must have killed quite a few civilians <laughs> like, there's explosions yeah. all over the place yeah because that was a big criticism of um, <laughs> Justice League wasn't mm. it was it Justice League where he was killing people basically with a gun yeah yeah and I think people have said there are loads of comics where Batman kills indiscriminately yeah I'll... doesn't worry about preserving human life it's a bit of a <laughs> I think it's a bit more of a modern thing in films. Where I think Batman in the comics, like, he started out not, mm. and then did, and then went back to not. Mm. Um, like there is a, I think it's in this one where they say he doesn't use guns because his parents are killed with a gun. Mm. So there's that one. I don't use mm. guns, but then he also <laughs> I smashed. use my car instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and my fists in your face. Yeah. But I think the same thing about um, we watched Iron Man. Mm. The other Dying day. Man. Iron Man. Oh. Dying man. <laughs> I wish I was dead. <laughs> and they're smashing through traffic and stuff. And oh, they they don't care in the MCU though. Like in Captain America, well, he kills loads of people. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man does kill people. You know, no worries, criminals. Mm. But you think a lot of collateral damage here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from the fights you are having. Hence yeah. Civil so, War. Mm. Yeah, but they, yeah, but they don't care about it until then, do they? Yeah. <laughs> Sokovia. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you dropped a city. Like we're happy you smashing cities. We're dropping cities. <laughs> Fucking hell, guys. Yeah. Mm. Um. So I watched after this. It kind of uh, made me want to see some. Or well, not read because you know I don't read. But um, I you can't I, I, read. I can't. No. <laughs> In fact, I watched Batman Year One, which is the only book Aaron has ever bought me. 
Really? Because he's got lots of pictures in it. <laughs> <laughs> and you like looking at the pictures, don't you? <laughs> I, don't know, I, yeah, I, can't, I don't know what the words are. But, um, so I watched Year One, like the um, film version. Absolutely fantastic. Have you seen it? No, but the comic is... Brian Cranston plays Lieutenant Gordon in it. Oh, really? It's brilliant. Yeah, and it's basically it's about Lieutenant Gordon. It's not about... I can't really remember mm. the comic. I did read it, I promise. <laughs> but um, it's really good. I would recommend it. Um, and I watched uh, Return of the Dark Knight, the Frank Miller. Dark Knight Returns? Right. Yeah. Dark Knight Returns, yeah. No, Return of the Dark Knight? <laughs> <laughs> Return of the Jedi, Dark Knight. Yeah. <laughs> um, where he's old old Batman, isn't he? And that mm. actually, um, where you said earlier that he kind of brings out the Riddler. In that, Batman egotistically coming back because he thinks the city needs him, brings back supervillains, brings back the Joker who starts killing hundreds of people. Mm. And um, it's quite anti-Batman, I think, mm. actually. Early on in development, Matt Reeves did want the film to draw on quite a few of the things. The um, year one was one of them. It was also zero year, which is where the Riddler's plot to flood Gotham comes from. That's mm. by Scott Snyder and Greg, Greg Capullo. Uh, but early on in development, Matt Reeves wanted the film to draw on the long Halloween, which you bought me as a hard... You bought me? Back. Did I buy you? Carl you it for you, bought me. And you bought it for me. Did you give it to him? <laughs> no, I've still got it. We bought you a really nice one. So yeah, maybe I really liked it and gave it to Liam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean really yeah. liked it, so I bought it for Liam. Oh, so okay, I've still right, got yeah. your copy. Yeah. Don't worry. Well, maybe I bought it at Comic Con. I, I use remember. it to wipe my ass with. Because <laughs> <laughs> we went to Comic Con, didn't we? And I bought yeah. a few comics then. Might have bought it. Then. Aaron probably right. made you buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you read it? Yeah. It's I've very read good, it, like, isn't it? Twice, yeah. at least. It's the story of a mysterious killer named Holiday who murders people on the holidays. Mm. Yeah. I definitely got this vibe. When oh I was my God, it's the Maybank holiday murder. <laughs> <laughs> Mayday, Mayday. But there are cameos from all the major villains like Poison Ivy, the Joker, Two Face, Riddler, Scarecrow. Mm. I did briefly think, oh, wouldn't it just be better if they just did that plot line? And then I thought about how they'd have to do all the villains, and I thought, no, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> If you're going to put that many people in it, it might be better as a series. Mm. You'll need like, you know, you'll need the M- oh, yeah. MCU to do it, like yeah. Avengers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that was by Jeff Loeb. I know that name. But and Tim name. Sale. Is Jeff it Loeb? Loeb? I thought it was Lieb. Loeb. Maybe Lieb. Mm. Is it Jeff with PH? Yeah. J E P H. My name Jeff. Did you get that he from him wants... saying it? Yeah. <laughs> the way he said it, you pronounced him Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> um. He wanted his name to be as complicated as possible, didn't he? <laughs> J-E-P-H-L-O-E-B. Jeff Loop. <laughs> uh, sorry, Jeff, if you're out there listening to this podcast. You recognise that name, Carl, because as we were talking about off-air, this world seems to be incredibly incestuous. Mm. He was a producer on Lost. Oh, I've and got a, a theory, you know. And a writer on Heroes. That... Um, there's that game, isn't there? The Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Mm. I think there's a similar thing for Lost. I think you can get back to Lost from yeah, anywhere. I reckon so. Well, yeah. in The Dark Knight Returns, the Joker is played by Ben Linus. Is he uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Which is his name is um, Michael. <laughs> Someone or other. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Michael Emerson <laughs> plays Ben Linus. <laughs> it seems alright. It does seem a bit off because I was expecting Mark Hamill. Yeah. Mark Hamill's Joker is so good. Yeah. Uh, in list of who played a Joker, he's always, he's either swapping one or two with um, Heath Ledger, usually. Like, yeah. He's either the, mm. the favourite or second mm. favourite. And listeners, if you don't know who Mark Hamill is, he is an actor who 
came to fame in an episode of The Simpsons playing a <laughs> character called Luke Skywalker. Mark be a Jedi tonight. Exactly. Yeah. Luke, yeah. Yeah. Luke be. In Guys and Dolls. Do with and Chewie and the Ewoks. Yep. <laughs> in the Bodyguard parody episode. And that, that character was so popular that it spun off into his own film called The Star Wars. <laughs> I think he did Robot Chicken as well, actually. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there was uh, The Long Halloween, which I loved. It was very good. And also Dark Victory, which is apparently a sequel to The Long Halloween. And when I read that, that that was a sequel, I was like, why haven't I read that? Went upstairs to my bookshelf, and I've got it. So I must have read it, because I've read everything <laughs> on that bookshelf. Yeah. And you didn't buy it for me. <laughs> <laughs> So I own it, and I have read it, but I've got no memory of it. <laughs> so I looked it up anyway. <laughs> Apparently, the plot centres on a series of murders involving Gotham City police officers by a mysterious serial killer known as the Hangman. Mm. It's so weird, like this incestuous thing, because then you've got Frank Miller, mm. who wrote 300, which mm. was Zack Snyder's directorial debut who then went on to make loads of Batman films. Yeah. They, they basically exactly. all just really good friends and they all work be. together. Yeah. <laughs> and like you were saying in the last episode about in the music business, mm. it's who you know. Basically, the comic business now seems like you can't get in because they're all just mates. Yeah. <laughs> You're not much part like, of that crew already. It's much like the podcasting business. <laughs> yeah. They're all just friends from school. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we haven't got famous yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they won't let us in. <laughs> but, you know, um, that that also made me think about like Zack Snyder and problems with his films. Like, um, 300, he was he said like that was so good because he shot it scene by scene in line with a comic book. And then he did the same thing with Watchmen which is also a really good film. And I think if he stuck, if he sticks really closely to the source material, as we've seen with loads of media, he actually pulls it off. Because Watchmen, people don't like Watchmen, but... Uh, yeah, I thought I liked it. But people don't like it because it doesn't... Because it needs to be a less than three hour film, it kind of skips over some of the like more deeper themes in it. Yeah, but if it was a three-hour film, mm. I would have hated it. it <laughs> <laughs> Liam would have been asleep for half of it. <laughs> yeah. Woken up and gone... They haven't even introduced Alfred yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then with like the other DC films, he's been given quite a branch to do what he wants, and it seems like he can't really do that. Mm. I think. I think I've read that the year or the couple of years that I think it was the Killing Joke and Watchmen, and there was another huge, or maybe it was Dark Knight Returns, one of the big ones, one of the big Batman graphic novels, mm. and Watchmen. That was when the comics all started to go darker. They all took a big turn. Mm. And it kind of revitalized comics. And then that was the dark, the kind of the beginning of a lot of superheroes going darker stories because people had got tired of all the campness, like we were talking about earlier. And it had all become a bit stale. I don't know if I mentioned this before, I might have done, but there was. Uh, did you ever read the Flashpoint Batman comics? It was, I think it was like 2003 or something like that, somewhere around then, when DC did this big, like, uh, event that affected all of the heroes. It was called Flashpoint. And it was something like the Flash changed the universe somehow and, and it made everything different. I can't remember the details. And the Batman in that, in those, it, it was like, I think it was a five comic run or maybe three, I can't quite remember. It, it is really dark. And, and the premise is that it was, instead of, um, Thomas and Martha Wayne getting shot it was Bruce that got shot 
Mm. And Thomas Wayne is the Batman. Oh, I thought it was going to be Martha. <laughs> <laughs> Should be Martha. And well, Superman is just yeah. about to kill her, and she goes, "My name's Martha." <laughs> and he goes, <gasps> it, it's, "So's mine." <laughs> it's, it's really good though. I, I don't want to. There's something I could say that would really spoil it for you. So if you're thinking you might read it, then do mm. read it. All right. Do you remember Flash Forward? From last TV show. <laughs> yeah, it was a TV show that. Uh, I think it might have been Jeff Loeb as well. <laughs> Maybe, but it was um, it was only for one series. And I can't believe you don't remember it, Liam. I'm sure we watched it at the same time. At the like Comic Con. The, t- yeah, <laughs> the whole series. What was it about? Everyone in on the planet went oh, unconscious at the same time. Yeah. yeah, And you either you had a vision of yourself in six months or you didn't, which meant you were dead in six months. It never got renewed. So we never, no one never ever found, found out. out. Yeah. <laughs> So what did you think of this version of the Batman then? Actually, I think I really liked it. I think it was campy enough. He's mm. like inexperienced. He's obviously inexperienced as well because he gets beaten up a lot as well, doesn't he? Mm. Like, I liked the way he was introduced, like the bit more brutal, the the train station where yeah, they're that was a about scene. to mug that bloke or something, aren't they? Or stab him or something. And he yeah, just comes in and beats the shit out of that bloke, yeah. and they're all like, it was. <laughs> I think it was used in the teaser trailer. It was a really good introduction. It was to quite a good scene because like, then, then the guy that he saved is like, don't hurt me. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they also, they're not massively scared straight away, which shows mm-hmm. that he's not quiet. But mm. I do like in his intro where he goes like, the shadows are my kind of, I can't be everywhere. So yeah. people are scared of the shadows. Mm. But yeah, it's, um, I, I really like it. I, I think like it's it's good to it's good to see like a young apprentice style Batman just trying it out and getting things wrong. Doing tasks for Alan Sugar every week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you went out and you lost me money. <laughs> I'm looking um, forward to the interviews. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lord Sugar. <laughs> I liked him as Batman. I thought Batman was excellent. Bruce Wayne was a bit My Chemical Romance for me. Mm, and yeah. I love My Chemical Romance. <laughs> but I did think this is supposed to be an adult man, yeah. not a 14 year old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I did hear that uh, Matt Reeves took inspiration for Batman's image from Kurt Cobain, which was quite surprising to me. Who's that? Uh, I don't know if you've heard of him. He uh, he was a bloke who got famous in the 90s for shooting himself. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could leave that in. I don't think I've got the heart to leave that in. And what else did he go on to do? <laughs> so, obviously, he was the lead singer of Nirvana. And... Something in the way by Nirvana we've already mentioned is in that film. Bookends the film quite nicely at the beginning and at the end. And I I know I said earlier that, yeah, all right, it was a bit much and I felt that it was a bit moody, but I do absolutely love that song. How does it go? You're going to have to remind Something me. Something in the way. Oh, oh yeah. Yep, 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 yep. See, such a great song. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's, a, it's a very sad song. And, and I, do, I do know a few people who are like, oh, I don't like to listen to music like that. It's too depressing. But I always think that's like the entire point of making music like yeah. that, isn't it? Because it's like, it's just pure art. You you experience it and you feel something. Mm. And I just think that's, it's really, if you can write a song that makes people feel like that, I just think that's so impressive. Yeah, I like depressing people. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did look into this uh, song a little bit, see if there's anything, anything interesting about it. And a couple of things. Uh, for a long time, there was a perpetuating myth that, uh, it was a literal account of Kurt Cobain's experience as a homeless man living under a bridge in Washington. 
Mm. Um, and the lyrics seem to support this because it starts with him saying, Underneath the bridge, tarp has sprung a leak, and the animals I've trapped have all become my pets. So it's like an image of him living under a bridge with all these animals that are, he's trapped, but he likes them. So there's still Animal there. sidekicks. It's a bit like a Disney film, really. Yeah, exactly. So how can that depress you? <laughs> and this... That led people to believe that it was about the Young Street Bridge in North Aberdeen in Washington, which uh, subsequently has had many people spray paint references to Nirvana all over it. There's a few images of online of someone spraying something in the way, in like massive letters on it. And in 2015, they opened a Kurt Cobain Memorial Park nearby. Mm. But the myth was refuted in his 2001 biography by his sister Kim, who I learned existed. And she basically said that he visited the park, sorry, he visited the bridge a lot, like most of the other kids of his age, but he never slept there. I was also wondering if this this song might have any advice for Stuart Smeagol, who we haven't uh, talked to in a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm afraid it doesn't, Stuart. The only part of the song that seems remotely like advice is the line, it's okay to eat fish because they don't have any feelings. <laughs> but I'm not sure that so really helps If you get hungry on your hunt for the mug stealer <laughs> Feel free to have a bit of fish I quite like that line though Because it's like a, it's, it feels like a bit of a dig at pescatarianism And I've always thought it's a bit funny isn't it That people uh, Yeah I'm a vegetarian But I fucking ate fish So I'll eat well, I, seem, I seem to remember when I was a kid It being a big deal And it being on the news several times That there were studies that had found that fish can feel pain and studies that, f- uh, that found that they couldn't. As if, like, once we've reached a conclusion on this, guys, we can decide whether we eat fish or not. Um, How like, why would you assume they can't feel pain? They're, like, they're living... I eat them. So like, I do eat them. I've not got the issue eating Yeah, because you like, want to eat them, so you're like, please tell me they can't feel pain, yeah. then I don't have to feel guilty about they're it. all like... <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, they ask someone. They ask the fish and you're... <laughs> that was a clear no for me <laughs> what did you think of the the villain you liked him didn't you Carl the Riddler I liked him I thought he was quite um, gritty and a real good foil for Batman who mm. he was kind very of, very creepy wasn't he yeah and relevant to today like the mm. political movements you get in the US mm. yeah <laughs> like, US yeah. especially but I think and he was like on but, Twitch as well wasn't he yeah yeah he just had to like like it was quite easy for him to like go on a five hundred people to go out and do his bidding, mm. which seems scarily realistic. Yeah. Apparently, Matt Reeves settled on the Riddler after reading Mindhunter inside the FBI's elite serial crime unit, which is written by retired FBI agent John E. Douglas and Mark Olshaker. Do you know about this book? I know about the program. Yeah, inspired it's Mindhunter on Netflix. First episodes, first two episodes of which were directed by a friend of the show, David, David Fincher. Oh my God. <laughs> and which has been cancelled. This is devastating to me because I yeah, fucking loved, I really it. loved it. And it I really well. wish that they'd just And they were building the up to um, yeah. like BTK, weren't they? Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, what's um, Holden Fort play by Josh Gad, is it? No, what's his name? Oh, uh, Jonathan Groff. Groff. Yeah. I, I hadn't really, like, I didn't know he was Kristoff um, in Frozen. And when I saw the Dizzy Plus version of Hamilton, I was like, it's fucking Holden Four from Mindhunter. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's a, um, didn't he start in Glee? Did I make that up? I think he was in Glee, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he was. Glee, the program where <laughs> all the teenage kids were played by 28-year-olds <laughs> plus. And the bit where he comes in, 
You're like, all oh, right, so they're letting forty year olds in there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this guy's a chameleon. He could literally do anything. Yeah, he could be Christoph. He could be a king. He when you walked in today, I thought it was Jonathan Groff playing <laughs> Carl. <laughs> <laughs> so there was the Riddler, but there was also the Penguin. Now, when the Penguin was on the screen, did you know? I knew because I knew Colin Farrell was in it. I had no idea until you told me. That's yeah. fucking mental, isn't it? The penguin is Colin Farrell. I could have, I could have easily gone through my entire life without knowing that. Mad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and how would you feel on your deathbed if it was revealed? If someone told me, I'd be like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> He's got his own theme, actually. The Riddler. Yeah. Did you know that? No. Uh, I don't mean like a. It's the Riddler. No, I mean, um, I mean, soundtrack-wise, the soundtrack, as I think you're probably aware, written by Michael Giacchino, who I don't know if that's how you say his name. You know, I've always said it like that. I assume it is. He had pretty big boots to fill, didn't he? Doing Batman soundtracks, big Hans Zimmer, back in uh, the Dark Knight trilogy, wasn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, Hans Zimmer, yeah. Danny Elfman. In the oh, Tim Burton films, yeah. mm. who is just pretty good, isn't he? Um, I mean, those those are the two biggest names. Uh, Chumbawamba, Chumbawamba in, the animated in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. So, like I was saying, they Giacchino wrote three kind of main themes: one for the Batman, one for the Riddler, and one for Catwoman. And throughout the film, they kind of interweave and, oh, okay. and play at different points. It's a commonly done thing, isn't it? Mm. That you know whenever the villain comes on screen there will be a particular bit of music to remind the viewer this guy is the bad guy they call it a light motif mm. Mm, it's a german word um but it was more accentuated in this one was it um well to be honest i didn't notice it at the time but listening to the soundtrack you can hear it if you're paying attention mm. according to an article by variety he was one of the first people brought onto the project because apparently he's a massive Batman fan. Oh. And uh, he was so enthusiastic about doing the soundtrack that he wrote the main film, the, sorry, he wrote the main theme within a month of being asked about it, uh, which is like pretty much unheard of in the, in the film world. Um, so they were like, oh, well, we can use this for the trailers and stuff. They wouldn't usually do that. So I was just, yeah, I was thinking about that. I mean, can you imagine having a music maestro that delivers content in a timely fashion? <laughs> no, we can't. No, we can't. Do you know, uh, that's quite funny you say about trailers. I've never really noticed that they don't use the film, the, fe- the themes from the film in trailers before mm. until um, Man of Steel, like the rebooted Superman with Henry Cavill. And they use the Death of Gandalf music. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> Cavill? Would you say Cavill? Cavill, wasn't it? Yeah. Cavill. No, I, no I, I know him. It's Cavill. <laughs> He's French, isn't he? Yeah. Cruella Cavill. <laughs> Henri Cavill. <laughs> Henri Cavill. <laughs> What's your him, by the way, just on that topic? Henry Cavill. Yeah. He's As, a good witcher, isn't he? I love him as the witcher. I love yeah. the witcher, yeah. I don't, I don't think I've... I suppose him. it's quite easy to play Superman because he's kind of personality-less, isn't he? All he does is love Lois Lane. Mm. He's and, such and, a twat, though, isn't he? perfect. Superman. Yeah, exactly. You He's hate Superman. And I disagree in a couple of ways. Because if you watch um, The Dark Knight Returns or The Return of the Dark Knight, whichever it was called, the Frank Miller one. Mm-hmm. Is he in that? He's in that. And basically, because he returns and Batman starts like fucking things up, the president is like, Superman, you have to go and kill Batman. Like He basically sends Superman to either stop him or kill him. Batman somehow ends up letting a nuclear bomb go off. 
and it doesn't destroy them, but it cuts out all their like infrastructure. And Superman goes up to try and stop the bomb before it lands, and he gets completely fucked by it. Like it turns into almost like a zombie. Yeah, that kind of, the kind of the comic culminates in a fight between him and Superman, basically, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, he- and then Green Arrow shoots him with a kryptonite arrow. Superman, because he mm. works with Batman. And then, and then Batman says, my mum was Martha too. <laughs> well, he should have done, but then he goes, um, he goes, I just want you to know that I beat you. I'm the one that beat you. And then he has a heart attack. Superman goes, Bruce, your heart. He just goes, <gasps> has a heart attack. And then they think he's dead. Um, have a funeral. And then he goes underground. And like he lets um, like a gang take and Robin take over for him. Um, but also... What I like in the Snyderverse, in the Justice League kind of remake that Zack Snyder did, the epilogue is a dystopian world that Superman is destroyed because Lois Lane got killed. Mm. And he becomes like a tyrant. And mm. that I find interesting. Yeah. Because how about someone is completely impervious but a bad guy? Yeah, flips it You're totally fucked. in its head. Yeah. But we don't really see that very often. We saw that, in, that basically got cut from the Justice League. So... Um, they, Superman can be interesting, but we've never really seen it. I think apart still from a prick, though, ain't it? Yeah, I think maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, while we're on the subject, The Dark Knight Returns was ranked by IGN Comics as first on a list of the twenty-five greatest Batman graphic novels. They called it a true masterpiece of storytelling, with scene after unforgettable scene, and that is the one. As I said earlier. I've clarified it now, which did give rise to the new darker versions of superheroes. Yeah, I can see that. Pivotal story, Hmm. which does make Superman look like a twat, just like I said. It does. (laughs) Um, Did we interrupt you talking about the soundtrack? Yeah, you did a little bit. (laughs) Back to Liam's soundtrack, Chad. Um, I I didn't, because the point I was making, actually, was um, the the Riddler's theme is heavily inspired by, um, I want to say the hymn, is it a hymn, Ave Maria? The song, yeah. at least, anyway. Mm. Um, do they sing it in it? They, they do. There's a, so there's a he, choir oh, that sings yeah. it, and he sings it at the end. Yeah, it's really weird, isn't it's, it? It's really weird. <laughs> That's the really the really creepy bit. Um, but, I mean, in general, that soundtrack, as soundtracks go, as you might expect from such a long film, the soundtrack is also really long. It's an hour and 56 minutes of music. Mm. And, um, yeah, the three pieces that are probably the most stand out are, are the Batman, the Riddler, and Catwoman, which isn't called The Catwoman. That bothered me a little bit. It's the Batman. It's the Riddler, isn't it? The Catwoman. Mm. No, it's just mm. Catwoman. Talk, we haven't talked about her. But I thought she was brilliant. Did you? Yeah, she's I really good. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't that bothered about her. <laughs> Liam really didn't like this film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Were you asleep during her scenes as well? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> was the Catwoman in it? <laughs> the, the Batman theme is the one that's probably the most m- memorable. It plays a few times throughout the film. It's the one that goes, doom, 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 doom. That was very good. Yeah. And um, that. Do you think you can do a agony art theme tune version of that for this episode? <laughs> I'm going to have to think about that. <laughs> Maybe that. Um, yeah, that recurring ostinato is is quite actually quite similar to the chord sequence in something in the way. And um, they someone pointed this out to Michael Giacchino in an interview, and he was like, "Just a coincidence." <laughs> <laughs> The other one, Catwoman's theme, is inspired by old noir films. The Aristocats. <laughs> <laughs> Has a lot more of a jazzy film. There's like smooth piano in it. And there was also a sax at one point, but apparently that was a bit too jazzy. So they asked him to rearrange it and get rid of the sax. <laughs> is that sax? <laughs> this isn't Baker Street. <laughs> 
<laughs> we were talking about the Dark Knight Returns before, and I thought I'd. Um, well, in fact, I think we mentioned the Killing Joke as well, didn't we? Mm. Uh, by Alan Moore and Brian Bolland. The Killing Joke. Tim Burton is quoted on the cover of my coffee, copy as saying, "I loved the Killing Joke. It's my favourite. It's the first comic I've ever loved." Wow. Mm. Yeah, it's very short. The Joker escapes from prison again. Shoots Barbara Gordon, strips her naked, take photos, strips Jim Gordon naked, makes him ride a ghost train. These are all spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> While showing him the photos of naked Barbara Gordon, trying, in doing so, trying to prove that anyone can go mad if they have a bad day, except Jim Gordon doesn't go mad and he just gets beaten by the back- Batman. And it also gives the Joker a backstory. Dead wife, failing comedy career, mm. Red Hood heist gone wrong. Hmm. But it doesn't offer any help to Stuart Smeagol and neither does The Dark Knight Returns. And this is the thing. What they tried to do in the video games and what a few of the films have done is kind of try and return Batman to that detective role. But sometimes he's just not a detective at all. He doesn't... A bit like James Bond. Yeah. (laughs) James Bond does no spy work whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) He just kills what he said to kill, yeah. The villain usually reveals himself to James Bond as well. Yeah, exactly. Ranger came arranging to Old Town one fine day. The townsfolk came to meet him. They heard what he had to say. He said, I hear this town's got problems, some outlaws on the run. And I've come to solve these problems with my problem gun. Word soon got to these outlaws about a ranger new in town. And they soon came out of hiding to put this ranger down. They laughed when they first saw him beneath the high noon sun. But he soon stopped them from laughing with his problem gun. Problem gun. Problem gun. Yeah, the ranger solved their problems with his problem gun. So apparently the soundtrack was done by someone called Michael Giacchino. Oh, you heard of him? Fantastico. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, I mean, he's done, he's done so much. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of him before. You know him from a few things. But uh, we'll get to the things that I think you would name because I just want to talk about the string of soundtracks he's got under his belt now since we first heard about him. He's done Incredibles 1 and 2, which are both amazing soundtracks. Uh, mm. He did Up, of course, which is brilliant. Jurassic World, Doctor Strange, Rogue One, Coco. Oh, Coco. Oh, Coco <laughs> music is fantastic. So good. Yeah. Fantastic. Spider-Man, Homecoming, Far From Home and No Way Home. Uh, that's only naming a few. He's, I mean, he's got a huge... He's a busy huge boy, CD. isn't he? He's a really yeah. busy boy. Um, I think the first thing I knew him from, uh, it wasn't the first TV thing he did, because before this he did Alias. But after that, he did... Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Lost... Lost. 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 No fucking way. <laughs> Proving the point, everything comes back to Lost. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should do a, um, a Lost special. Yeah. <laughs> or just a regular pop quiz arsehole. Whenever someone mentions something, go, all right, relate it back to Lost. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I've finally started, maybe a year after you two started rewatching it, I've finally started rewatching Lost. <laughs> um, we're just about to finish the first series. You've got a long way to go, haven't you? Yeah. Um, my notes here say I totally didn't remember and then nothing so <laughs> <laughs> not sure what that was <laughs> so um, 
Liam, have we like swayed your feelings on Batman any, or do you still have the same? I think, I think I feel a lot, a lot more open to the idea of rewatching it than I did immediately after I left the cinema. Maybe without the um, the hype. Yeah, yeah, rewatching. See, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed when they kind of had a hint that the next villain will be the Joker. Yeah, because I just think. It's been done so well and so recently. Yeah. It needs to be left alone for a while, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And Unless it was him. Exactly. <laughs> Unless we got but a strong hint, but it wasn't him. We can you can you bring, like, I know you said earlier you think the worlds are kind of similar, but do you really think you can bring that Joker into a Batman film and have them both, like, star in it? I mean, it's the same sort of style of film, isn't it? I think yeah. they could they coexist. Could. I think they could, Just yeah. make it an 18. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, well... That gives me the biggest problem that I had with this film, Liam, that it should have been, considering the level of violence they were going for, it should have been an 18 and there should have been blood everywhere. Yeah. Like at the end, he absolutely smashes someone's face in mm. over and over again. It has to be pulled off him, basically, doesn't he? Like, I, I thought, when I was watching that, I thought, is this where like he turns suddenly or like he, becomes, yeah. he crosses the line? And then the guy was like, Ugh, yeah, oh, I they pull the guy's mask off and he hasn't got a drop of blood on his face. Been, he would have been pulp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he should have been because it would have shown the brutality because that has always been like the ethical question about vigilantism, isn't it? That, mm. You know, you're not elected to that position and you, what about when you go too far? Who polices you and stuff? Whatever. Yeah. That would have shown, you know, who d- he did just go too far. We saw it. Yeah. But then when you pull the mask off, because they wanted to keep it at 15 is my guess. Yeah, yeah. They were like, we can't have his face literally caved in. <laughs> when they should have, really. Yeah, I, I think, think I agree. They need to abandon the um, like no killing thing to mm. a degree just because... Well, they could have kept him alive. Like, he mm. says a line after that, doesn't he? Something like, mm. I am vengeance. I think he yeah. says, I am vengeance, doesn't he? Yeah. He still could have said it, but he could have had like... You know, his face yeah. could have been mush and he just... I am vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> So it's, I mean, since you're talking about the kind of the ethical side of it, I I did forget to mention something earlier, which I really wanted to talk about. It was uh, an episode of Lost, which I think might actually help oh. Stuart Smeagol. Maybe. He's probably sitting there at this point saying, when are they going to actually give me some good advice? <laughs> <laughs> actually, I think all um, of our uh, pickles are thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, in series one of Lost, I don't know, you might remember because you watched it fairly recently-ish. There's an episode called Confidence Man, and it's it's the first episode mm. where we hear about the backstory of Sawyer. And at that stage, you don't really know anything about Sawyer. Mm. He's like the bad guy on the island, and that's about it. And he's um, quite a um, comical bad guy as well, like yeah. caricature, isn't he? Yeah, I, I he really, holds all his stuff, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I don't know. I, I remember when I first watched it, I really liked him, and I do still really like him, maybe for nostalgic reasons. This time, you grow to like him over the series. Yeah, you think this one helps, doesn't it? Because he gives him a bit of a. It's quite sad, his backstory. Yeah, it really is, yeah. But I'm not actually going to talk about his backstory because the the, the bit that's relevant from the episode is, <laughs> is is the plot line where the other islanders think he's stolen Shannon's asthma pump and and she's like acting like she's going to die. Maybe she is, I don't know. How bad her asthma is? <laughs> Liam, doesn't, Liam doesn't believe Shannon. <laughs> I don't believe in asthma. <laughs> Asthma's made up by Big Pharma. Um, yeah, the other, the other islanders are like, he's got it, oh, bastard. So what do they do? They uh, they do what any sane person would do, and they get Saeed, the ex-Iraqi soldier, to torture him. <laughs> yeah, they shove bamboo under his fingernails, don't yeah. they? Yeah. And after they do that, they eventually find out that he actually never had the asthma pump at all, and they basically tortured him for no reason. Yeah. And 
I think this might be... Are you saying be... he should torture his co-workers? No, no. <laughs> I'm saying the opposite of this. I'm saying the advice from this episode of Lost, Stuart, is that you shouldn't rush to any conclusions and start torturing people for information because they might be totally innocent. You could end up feeling very guilty about it and then you might decide to leave the other plane crash survivors and then you'll end up getting caught in a trap by a, set by a mad French woman. Oh. I'm caught in a trap. I You're right, Liam. He's not checking the dishwasher, is he? He's not checking the dishwasher. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I bet Liam's mug's in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Liam. <laughs> well, on that note, sorry, Schmeagle. What's his name again? Stuart Smeagle. Stuart Smeagle. I think we've got some advice for you in all that. It's um, investigate <laughs> and don't overreact. <laughs> yeah, investigate. But don't go too far. No. <laughs> don't torture anyone. Or go or go too far just to show us you mean business. <laughs> <laughs> don't but, be scared of being rated eighteen. No, exactly. <laughs> but um I'm really sorry guys, but and listeners, that it's my first hosting session and I completely fucked the episode up because we've done one problem. You didn't time it, did you? You let us go too far. Yeah, because we... You, you say we've done one problem. I'm not sure Stuart would agree with you. <laughs> we, we might have done zero. So we, we've got two options. We can call it a day or we can go on for four hours. What would you like to do, lads? Um, I think we should call it a day. I'm knackered and I've had enough of both of you, to be honest. Mm. All right. Well, um, what, so if you had to talk about one piece of... Recommend one piece of media from today's episode, what would you say, Liam? Um, watch Lost in its entirety. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be honest, maybe listen to something in the way by Nirvana. Uh, or, you could, you, or you could watch The Batman and then you can hear it twice. But it does take three hours, so <laughs> maybe just listen to the song. <laughs> Aaron, would you recommend The Batman or a piece of Batman lore? Uh, the Dark Knight Returns. Hmm. Read that one. It's often at the top of people's lists of graphic novels featuring The Batman. I so. would um, agree and watch... Actually, no, I'll go different. Watch Batman U1. Mm. which is really good and it's only an hour long Liam you might like it <laughs> <laughs> well sorry to mess the episode up I won't host again but um, thank you for listening and um, that's all we have time for today check the episode notes on agonyartpodcast.com to find links to all the media we just we mentioned today all the one out. media <laughs> <laughs> and for a link to the Agony, Agony Art Spotify playlist where you can listen to Nirvana <laughs> <laughs> If you have a problem you'd like us to attempt to solve, you can reach us on our group Instagram and Twitter accounts at Agony Art Podcast or on the submission page of our website. I'd like to thank our resident Agony Arts for their contribution. Thanks, Liam. Thank you. Thanks, Aaron. You're welcome. <laughs> so that's what that feels like. <laughs> Where's <is> the links? <laughs> They're on our show notes. And thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with, I promise, more problems. <laughs> to muddle our way through and more entertainment to check out. See you later. Bye. Na 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 bye bye. <laughs> Perfect. But I'd suggest keep it light cause their advice can be shite and they won't be held liable. Oh no, not at all. Not here. But agony are. Agony Art Agony Art